Thanks, a podcast about how the oil and gas industry can future-proof against rising social risk and lead the world into the energy future. I'm Tisha Schuler, your host and the principal of Adam and Teen Energy. Today, it's my pleasure to bring in a guest host, Ann Carto, who I have the distinct pleasure of working with every day at Adam and Teen Energy, where she is our engagement manager. As those of you who listen to Energy Thinks know, I'm a big fan of embracing our industry's secret weapon, the millennials. And so today we have brought you a conversation between two millennials talking about things that are really relevant during this pandemic time. What does community engagement look like right now? How do we engage a remote dispersed workforce so they feel a part of something meaningful? How do we continue to give back to our communities and stay connected in really meaningful ways? So you're gonna really enjoy this conversation with Katie Tate, who works with PDC Energy and has led some very creative and innovative transitions to adopt, uh, adapt to this time and to really help PDC Energy stay a community and civic leader while we are in the midst of a pandemic. So, and we'll take some time to introduce Katie Tate during this conversation, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. If you'd like to learn more about the Energy Thinks podcast or work at Adam and Teen Energy, you can check out our website at energythinks.com. Now here is Anne's conversation with Katie Tate. We're so excited to be joined by Katie Tate from PDC Energy today. Um, we are going to talk about the importance of community engagement, importance of employee engagement, um, how the pandemic has changed community engagement and employee engagement, um, a cool program she put together called Virtual EOC Days, um, and how she's done that event in past years, and other ways to engage employees uh, during this challenging time that we're navigating. Um, so thank you, Katie, for joining us. Thanks, Anne. So I want to tell you a little bit about Katie first. She is the Senior Local Affairs Specialist at PDC, where she's charged with employee advocacy and executing PDC's external volunteer and charitable strategy, as well as local affairs. So a lot on her plate. Um, she served in a variety of roles at PDC and was awarded the Denver Association of Division Order Analysts President's Club Award. Um, Katie was also selected to be a part of the 2018 NGEN program. Um, that's an energy leadership program run by the Colorado Oil and Gas Association. And she and I are both part of the alumni there, so we get to work together in that capacity. Um, and during her class, she was voted one of the uh, most influential women, which is really cool. Uh, Katie's committed to volunteering her time to causes she believes in and served as a volunteer communication coordinator at Bike Denver a role in which she was awarded the Volunteer of the Year Award. Um, she currently sits on a number of boards and associate boards, including the Wells Food Bank Board, Migrant Christmas, Christmas Fiesta, and the American Red Cross. And um, if that's not enough for you, she's currently pursuing her MPA at the University of Colorado, Denver. And Katie and her husband live in Denver with their dog and their rabbit. Um, so I feel like from that, Katie is well-equipped to talk on this topic with us, um, with how much she volunteers and, and her role at PDC. So we're excited. So with that, 
that, I will jump right in with some questions. Um, Katie, often community outreach and engagement is what sets a company apart from its peers. Um, we definitely see there's sort of an order of, you know, how companies are looked at in the community. And especially in places like Colorado, where oil and gas is a hot topic and some development is happening in more urban areas. Um, so in your view, why is community engagement so important in our industry? Thanks, Anne. Um, really excited to talk about this topic. I think it's really important for our industry to focus on community engagement um, because there's so many different facets of our industry. We have the offices where our employees work, we have the locations where we're drilling, and we have the communities where we not only operate, but we live, work, and play. So I think it's really important for us as an industry to look at all the different pieces in the community and how we can give back. I think it's important for us to look at schools and the education, how we can help. PDC has a number of different scholarship programs. Education is a big deal for us. And also just helping the underprivileged, not only in education, but with food banks, especially with COVID, how can we best support them? So I think it's really important for um, companies within the industry and then also outside the industry to really focus on communities as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And and I was thinking, you know, when we get down to the core of it, why should companies engage in the community? And I think it, a lot of it as the relationship building just means that you're going to come up with better solutions that work for more people, right? So um, I think some companies go into communities and they think every community is going to be the same, right? But what we've learned in our work, you know, is... Um, each community has different priorities and it's really on us to figure out what those priorities are from them and how our development best aligns with those priorities. And I think by building these relationships, we have more access to finding out what companies want and how our operations can best fit their needs. And without those relationships, I don't know how, you know, you really get there. Absolutely. And in my role, it's very relationship heavy, which I really enjoy getting to know people. Um, when it comes to nonprofits, the volunteers, to the board, and then also when it comes to the local government officials, really working with them and seeing what, you know, different priorities in different areas, like you said, it's not copy paste. What Denver needs is different than Walt County, what Walt County needs is different than Pecos, Texas. So I think really doing the groundwork when it comes to community relations and community outreach, outreach is huge because not every community is the same and we want to put our dollars best to use in different organizations and programs that will best suit that specific community. And that's what I love is we can get really creative and I work with a lot of different people, um, people that have lived, for example, in Weld County for five generations, the people that just moved to Denver and they have different needs as well. Yeah, I think when you say creative, you know, you've done a really good job with that, not only coming up with things um, that you think would be good, but reaching out to elected officials, like you said, and finding out what the needs actually are, which I think there's some companies too that will go into communities and assume they know, you know, which nonprofits are most in need, or because they did something successfully somewhere else, it's going to work there. And um, you do a good job of making sure, you know, your thoughts are shared with elected officials and see if they even makes sense, so. Okay, so I think that's one thing is, you know, big nonprofits that we partner with, like Weld County, uh, the Weld Food Bank, United Way, 
they serve such an important purpose and their reach is so huge and they do such a good job. But there are a lot of smaller nonprofits that need a lot of help as well and their dollars go far as well. So just really identifying the big players that have the broad reach and then the smaller guys that have a smaller reach but really impact a certain group of people. So shifting focus a little bit, um, you know, when we talk about community outreach, often that can be just, you know, you and, and a few team members reaching out to elected officials or working with, um, you know, nonprofits, but there's also this employee engagement side of the, um, you know, side of this. And um, I'd love to know why you think employee engagement is so important and what are the traditional ways PDC um, has engaged employees pre-pandemic? Sure. So joke is um, community relations. The team is me right now, but I like to think that it's, you know, 500 plus employees at PDC. We're all in this together and employee engagement is so important for so many reasons. Uh, not only giving back to the community and there's more boots on the ground when we volunteer in person, but also it, our employees feel empowered. They feel like they're giving back to the community. They're meeting you know, people of the public when they're doing different projects. And then also my door is always open when it comes to different ideas and different nonprofits that they're passionate about. If, you know, either they sit on the board on a nonprofit or they've been giving to this nonprofit for years and either, you know, they suggest that we make a financial donation or there's a project they need help with. It just, it really empowers the employees and just giving back to the community has just been the core at PDC. I mean, our slogan, our mantra is community matters and we really stand by that. That's amazing. And I think you brought up a great point is sometimes the employees have the best ideas, right? You know, they, they're in the communities either working or where they live and they know where there are needs, where there are great ideas. And I think you do a great job of, um, taking advantage of those. And we'll talk about that with um, virtual EOC days for sure. Um, so obviously the pandemic has shifted a lot of what you're able to do in the community and how employees can engage since, you know, PDC is still not back in the office. Um, and I, I'm curious to see, you know, what has changed and how you've adapted to be able to still give back to the community and, and do outreach um, and how to still em engage employees. Absolutely. So we, um, we thought it would just last two weeks in a sense, like, oh, we'll be out of the office and we'll come back and we'll get back to business as usual. And it feels like it's been, I have no concept of time anymore and it's already almost August. <laughs> so a lot has changed. And um, the part, the time that it really hit me was we were working on our uh, EOC day in person down in Midland and we were going to fly down there we had the Midland crew ready to rock and roll. We were going to help uh, clean up this park. And then we had to cancel the flights. The schools started to shut down, all these different things. And it was like, oh, okay, this is, this is gonna be a long process. And so EOC Day, it's our annual volunteer day. We've been doing it over a decade. And not only do employees look forward to it, but it's one of my favorite days even before I was in this position is that we had to pivot. We had to think, okay, not only as a company what we're gonna do because my team works in the office, is what are we gonna do next? And we wanted it to be really, really thoughtful. We just didn't want to react. And so our volunteerism has been in person mostly. And that 
COVID really threw a wrench in that, not only with the Midland EOC day, but we are working on doing the Colorado and West Virginia one in May. And so we really had to not only stop and be thoughtful, but pivot. And like I said, community matters at PDC and we weren't going to let COVID take that away from us. You know, the community needed us the most. We all saw in the news, people lining up at the food bank, people losing their jobs, kids, you know, going to online learning. So we just had to be very thoughtful and very creative in our next steps. And in a normal year, quote unquote, we would, this summer I would be focusing on summer events. Kersey Days is a big day for us. Uh, Millican Beef and Bean, really community-based days where we can walk in the parade, which is super fun. We uh, get to know the community. It's face-to-face -face interaction. And then COVID, you know, really put a wrench in that. So we had to think, how are we still going to give back to the community in a thoughtful way? And while many of those events are canceled, not only can we get more creative giving back to the community, but then we can look at 2021 and give even more and have a bigger impact. Absolutely. And I heard, you know, some some um, companies that usually, you know, would go volunteer by cooking food at, at you know, an annual community day, they thought more, how can we give either donate, um, you know, to the locals there because they're not comfortable going in person or, you know, in-kind donations. Um, so I think companies are getting creative to still participate in certain ways, um, but just different. And, you know, I think you can talk about maybe how pride, how you guys sort of shifted when they shifted. Yeah, so it was, um, this is the second year we were a sponsor um, of Denver Pride. Uh, last year we had this beautiful float by this um, local artist and we had a number of different industry partners. It was great, it was sunny, it was beautiful. Um, and then COVID hit and they had to pivot really quickly and just to applaud them going virtual. They were the first virtual Pride um, when I last talked to them and we were going to continue to be a sponsor. Absolutely. That wasn't um, the question. It was just like, I keep saying pivoting and they decided to go virtual. And so they had a virtual parade and we had a video um, made last year. And so we just edited a bit to fit their guidelines and we still participated and um, we had employees send in videos of them, you know, waving rainbow flags and still participating. So, while it wasn't the same experience, we are still giving back to the community and participating from our computers, which seems to be the, the new thing of 2020. Yeah. Everything's virtual and communities and nonprofits are getting really creative as well as companies as well. Absolutely. And, and I'd like to know too, how has your um, outreach pivoted as far as um, elected officials? You know, is it more reaching out to just see what they need or? My big thing is as soon as the pandemic hit and we're like, okay, this isn't going to blow over, I not only reached out to our nonprofit partners, but elected officials and just checking to see how they were. Just to say, I'm here if you need to talk. Is there an issue you want to work through? I just want to check in and make sure you're okay because I can't imagine being a local official right now, all the things they're juggling. Um, so I just wanted to check in and make sure all is well and then just tossing out there like, what are some different ideas you have? How can we best give back to the community? Is there a nonprofit that you know that needs a lot of help right now? Is there something I personally can do to help when it comes to virtual volunteering? Um, I think just the communication, you know, keep that open and just 
be very thoughtful and you know it's hard times on everyone so just checking in and making sure everyone's okay great and um i think with employee engagement i i want to get to virtual eoc days and and what what eoc day was and what it turned into specifically um but you know i think it's it's really interesting how you made sure that you still had your annual volunteer day in some way because one thing that we've learned in this pandemic is um, with remote working it's so important for employees to feel like they're a part of the company and to stay motivated a lot of people especially in our industry have never worked from home before um, have never sort of lost that sense of camaraderie um, where you're not talking at the water cooler and you're not joining for happy hour and you're not constantly seeing people in meetings. And so I think it's employee engagement is maybe more important than ever. And so the fact that it didn't just drop off at PDC is, is pretty cool to watch. I think there were some companies that struggled to find a way to do it. So I'd love to know, you know, what and, and um, for those that don't know, uh, EOC stands for Energizing Our Community, and that was your um, annual volunteer day effort. So I'd love to know specifically, you know, what it used to be as far as what happens in that day and how employees engage and then what it turned into and how you pivoted. Sure. So Energizing Our Community Days, we've had it for the last 10 years. Um, and it's something that our employees, including myself, always look forward to. And it started, we had it all on one day, and that was typically late May. And then the Texas employees reminded us how hot it gets in Texas. So we moved uh, the Texas one into early spring, um, and we uh, stacked Denver and Bridgeport on one day, and then Evans on another day. So employees in Colorado, they could go to both if they wanted to. So it's our annual day of giving. And basically, you're, you have the whole day to volunteer. Um, we have different employees that, you know, make sure the home fire is cooking at the office, making sure there's still people there. But majority of the people are out in the community wearing a PDC shirt, getting their hands dirty, and working with uh, different nonprofits. And so one of the things I loved about um, EOC Day was we worked with our historical organizations that we had built over the years it was I would literally get a call or email saying still having an annual volunteer day we already have a project for you I would do my research and find different organizations that needed help and then employees brought ideas to me as well and then we had team leads for every organization so I would be like the home base and then all the different organizations had team leads and they had their team. So that was a different way to have employee engagement when it came to leadership, is the employees that wanted to, they're either passionate about those specific nonprofits or just you know wanted to take a leadership role uh, navigating a group of people. And we have performance reviews, so I always told employees, make sure to add that to your performance yeah. review for leadership was a big one. And that was one thing that I knew that we might not get with virtual EOC days was the um, employee interaction, like being shoulder to shoulder with employees that you don't typically work with every day. Like some of my really good friends from PDC, we, you know, got to know each other better on a project. Um, so it's that collaboration, I think, is not only, it's great giving back to the community, 100%, but then employees getting out and about. Our senior management team always volunteers. So you might be next to Bart Bergman volunteering and getting to know him. 
So it was a really neat day and I always look forward to it. It took a lot of planning, but that's the fun part of my job was working with the nonprofits and um, figuring out specific projects. Can you talk a little bit about what, you know, a traditional EOC day project is and maybe, you know, how, what percentage of, of PDC would usually participate? Yeah, so um, my favorite number is 98% because last year we got 98% participation, so an A+. Plus. Um, so that just shows how employees are incredibly passionate about it and so a typical year, like we'll use an example, Loving Arms Animal Sanctuary. We've been working with them for a long time. The first project we did is we actually dug post holes for a fence. And for a city girl, I learned a lot about fencing that day. So that was a lot of fun. And we got to spend time with the animals later. Another example is uh, Food Bank of the Rockies and Wealth Food Bank. You know, we're going there, we're going through food. We're putting together boxes for folks to take. And the best part, not only giving back to the community, but the nonprofits would give a little information session because some employees knew the nonprofits really well and some of them just thought that sounded fun. So the nonprofits had a platform to talk to the employees about you know, what they're doing in the community, how they're giving back, the impact, and then also how employees can continue to give back. Because I have another uh, number of employees who continue to volunteer with the organizations that they started volunteering at at EOC Day years ago. So there's all different opportunities and there's the physical labor, like I said, building a fence. There's also, you know, canned food and then there's just working on projects, folding clothes for, uh, clothes for kids, um, donating diapers to the Rocky Mountain Children's Foundation. I mean, we can get as creative as we want and if people just you know, volunteering isn't their jam, but they want to donate financially, we have a really great matching program. So we try to work with all the employees to have, not only for us as PDC to have a good experience, but the employees to have a good experience as well. That's so awesome. I, I forgot that you had that employee matching program, which is, is so cool to see the, the numbers that come out of that. Um, so obviously, volunteering in person couldn't happen this year even if employees were comfortable i remember you saying you know it's not our place to encourage it really with the policy the state the social distancing and stay at home orders that were happening especially early in the pandemic and so you know you were figuring out how do we get employees to engage virtually and how do we still follow policies but encourage volunteerism so um tell me how virtual eoc days came about and what that entailed Sure. So I was in the middle of planning um, Colorado and West Virginia's in-person volunteer days and then the pandemic struck and like I keep saying we all thought it was going to be two weeks and we're still at home is I just didn't want to scratch it off and be like oh we'll do it in 2021 or we'll do it in the fall. It was one of those things that our employees look forward to it. The communities need us now more than ever. We just can't drop off we need to get creative. Um, and so the first week of working from home, that was an adjustment. I think everybody can um, agree to that. My dogs are still wondering why I'm home. Um, but we had to get creative and I just reached out to all the nonprofits, like I said, checking in, seeing how they're doing. And even personally, I was like, how can I help? Like, what can we do? And they had strict policies like PDC does when it comes to you know, in-person volunteering or even going to the office. And so I 
took a moment to reflect and see what can we do? How can we give back? We physically can't be there. And then I remember when I was in college, I had a lot on my plate, but I still wanted to volunteer. And this nonprofit I reached out to and I said, how can I volunteer for my laptop? I can't be there in person, but how can I help? And they had some, you know, administrative projects they needed help with. And I was good at the program and I was, you know, knocked it out pretty quickly. And I thought, well, we're going to be home. We're going to be on our computers. How can we get creative? How can we continue to give back? And then I thought, especially the first responders, what about thank you notes? You know, to the nurses, to the doctors, to the staff, the fire department, the police department, like everybody loves a thank you note. What about coloring sheets? Kids are at home. They need to be, um, you know, need to be busy. Everyone loves a coloring sheet. You know, I'm in my 30s and I love coloring. So just really coming up with creative ideas and when it came to putting a number next to, let's say, thank you notes, I had to come up with a metric that non-traditional volunteer hours like coloring sheets versus traditional hours, like really working through that process. And I worked with my manager, you know, coming up with this crazy idea, like we can still do this. We can still give back to the community instead of a day, let's make it a month. Cause the last thing we want to do is stress our employees out because they're working at home or working in the field. You know, I have a spouse working from home too. They have kids at home. It's just a totally new adjustment. And the last thing I want to do is stress anyone out. And so we came up with different ideas, pitched it to the senior management team. They really liked it. And then hit the ball, you know, hit the ground running with this is any and all opportunities that people could bring to me as well was huge. Like even picking up trash on your daily walks. Cause like we know quarantine, we're taking five walks a day so we can keep our sanity. So it was everything from those small things to making a large financial donation to different projects that I didn't even think of and just really encouraging not only the employees to give back and do what they can do if they want. It wasn't required, but we had a great participation is for the employees to include their families. And we always encourage that in a normal year of volunteer uh, EOC days, but especially now because you're at home, let's work on projects. Let's have fun with it. And I received so many photos of, you know, the families with their cute babies and cute dogs out helping, you know, dropping off food. It was, I mean, they exceeded my expectations because our original goal was 500 hours and we ended at 1,111 hours, which they just, they blew it out of the water. So amazing. It's so impressive. And I think so many employees are probably grateful for you for pushing through and making sure it happened. And I, I think for, you know, any company that wants to copy you, um, you know, how did you, how did employees track their hours and, and how did they learn about opportunities? Sure. So what we did is we have um, an internet page and IT helped me build it out to make it super user friendly, very FAQ. Um, we updated opportunities weekly because I'm reaching out to nonprofits. Um, employees are reaching out to nonprofits and a lot of nonprofits were like, I don't know how you could help. What are other nonprofits you're partnering with doing? So as a community, you know, PDC, nonprofits, local government officials, everyone was just getting creative and thinking, how can we give back? And I think just having the conversations 
with employees and with the community really helps and then making it as user-friendly as you possibly can from an administrative side. So the intranet page, and then also we use um, Track It Forward. It's an online platform for volunteer hours and it allowed them to see all the opportunities that was updated constantly and then they put in their hours and they could track their hours and then they could track their employees hours. So we said, make it a competition, you know, a friendly competition with your uh, coworkers. And we had a number of employees that did socially distance uh, trash pickups. So they were able to have that interaction and collaboration and, you know, seeing a friendly human face um, out in the open, you know, practicing social distancing with a mask. A number of people did it with the Highland Canal and the South Platte uh, River doing cleanups. And it was just really, really impressive. I'm still, I'm still grinning about it. <laughs> so cool. And, and I love this idea that, you know, you really crowdsourced opportunities. It wasn't just PDC pick these five, but you got them from so many different sources, including employees, and probably opened a lot of employees' eyes up to new organizations that they'd never thought of or ideas they'd never thought of that maybe they'll carry forward outside of ESC days. So very cool. Yeah, that's something we're always is that we're gonna continue to have track it forward. We're gonna continue to update opportunities. We encourage people to keep volunteering, keep donating what they can do um, going forward. So so cool. So um I want to start wrapping up, but I, I want to know, you know, I think people probably listening to this are listening because they need to know, you know, what can they do for their company during this time? I think as we hear more companies aren't going to return to work for quite a long time, how do we keep employees engaged and, and how do we continue to give back to the community? So, you know, what advice do you have for companies looking to stay involved in the community and engaging their employees while we're still out of the office and social distancing? What we do is we have a uh, weekly, we try to make it weekly, we call it the stakeholder snapshot. It's a, um, a newsletter that goes out that talks about community um, opportunities as well as, you know, elections and all that jazz. Um, really just having opportunities available but not pressuring employees I think is huge right now because we're all under a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. It's just a weird, weird time. So I think just offering opportunities and my biggest thing being in this role is now it's figuratively, my door's always open. So if you have an idea, um, talk to your community relations person or your HR, whoever handles it and just toss ideas out. We want to hear them. Um, you know, with me, I'm just a player of one. So I need all the help I can get when it comes to different um, areas, especially with the local small organizations. And when it comes to employees, you know, reach out to your favorite nonprofit. See how you can help. I mean, you could help by just sharing their Facebook posts about they need donations, they need food, they need this, they need that. So I think just giving employees the opportunities and then keeping your door open when it comes to different opportunities is huge. And a lot of employees have come to me and told me, I'm gonna do this on my own. I'm like, that's great. Like, just let me know how it goes. Do you like the organization? Is it something we should look into for another virtual EOC day? Or when, whenever that happens, we can do one in person. So I think just keeping the avenue of communication open, you know, really encouraging creativity and thinking outside of the box. I'm huge with that. And then um, 
just look at all different organizations and just just encourage people to think outside of the box is, is huge for me. That's wonderful. Great advice. And I hope that, you know, our listeners leave today thinking of a new idea or feeling like it's time they push their company to really be engaging and not just taking a break during the pandemic. I think it's really important. So um, I'll end with uh, some optimism. Uh, what are you most looking forward to post pandemic? Um, spending time with friends and family, I think is huge. Um, you know, just going to happy hours after work, going to the gym, going to yoga, <laughs> and then also just traveling. My husband and I were big travelers. We, um, outfitted a van so we can do, you know, driving, traveling and just sleep in our van. But we really like to fly internationally and check out new countries. So really eager to walk down that, that hallway to enter the plane. So one day. <laughs> One day, hopefully soon. Yes. Yeah. Well, Katie, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. And um, I think in the show notes, we will probably include your contact information if people awesome. have questions. Um, so thank you so much. And um, thank you to everyone who tuned in. Thanks for having me. That's our episode for today. I hope you enjoyed our guest host and Carto. And thanks so much to our guest, Katie Tate. I'd like to know what you thought about today's podcast. So please let us know at energythinks.com podcast. You can subscribe to Energy Thinks on iTunes, Spotify, or other major podcast platforms. If you like what you're hearing, please take a moment right now and give us a rating. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening to the Energy Thinks podcast. Until next time, I'm Tisha Schuler, wishing you and yours happiness, prosperity, and good health.